Welcome to the Change Book Podcast. My name is Rachel Best, and this is our co-host. I'm Nicole Harvick. And this is the Change Book Series. It is the fastest growing self-empowerment book series on the planet. This spans over 30 countries, and we now bring them all together in a powerful podcast destined to change people from all corners of the globe. So go ahead and grab your pen and paper, because our guest today is going to share a lot of amazing tips and inspiration that you're definitely going to want to write down. Well, it's Monday, so welcome to the Change Book Podcast, everyone. I am here with my co-host, Rachel Best, and I'm so excited. And we have a co-author here today, Princess Marilee, and she was in book 16. So this is kind of fun because I haven't met a lot of people from the other books. So I'm really excited for this interview. So Princess Marilee, can you tell us why you chose the Change Book to write in? Well, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer because we have Jim Lutz and Jim Britt, who are amazing people. And, you know, if you come across these two men and they invite you to be in their book, the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> That's how I feel, too. And and I can even remember being on the phone as Jim Lutz was explaining it to me. And I just heard, you have to do this. You have mm-hmm. to do this. And mm-hmm. for me, it's been an amazing experience. So, and you were in book 16, correct? Yes, correct. That was a while ago, huh? Well, I think we're on 21 now. And, and that okay. just goes to show you this is something that's continuing. So it must be pretty darn good. And, and it is. So what did you write about in book 16? Um, the problem with women. Uh-oh. Well, we, we, might as well, we might as well put our toes in that one a little bit. What's wrong with it? What can we do better? Well, you know, and it's kind of a, um, of a tricky title because I said the problem with women, but basically it talks about generational pain mm-hmm. and, you know, why, why, you know, it, our need for safety is passed down from generation to generation and basically because of our interaction with men. So, you know, at the end, I said, but what if men were different? Not to not to blame men, not to blame men, but to understand women a little bit more. And what what do you suggest? Like I was married to a narcissist for 25 years, so I could do nothing right. How do you like reframe that to where you I couldn't tell him anything, couldn't ask anything. It was always met with negativity. How would someone reframe that? to get a conversation started where they might be able to see us through a different lens. You can't. You can't. (laughs) I'm single for life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're talking about the narcissist. You're talking about your ex, right? Yes. Yes, he was. Right. So, and, and right. But in essence, are you asking me how to change them? So they see you, Uh, you know what I'm, if, if we're talking about men in general, I mean, I know not every man is a narcissist or there would be (laughs) none of us would be married. So just men in general, what is the advice you give or you want people to know about changing how a man looks at a woman? Well, okay. First of all, I don't focus on either man or woman. I'd focus on love. Mm -hmm. And so with my teaching, the, the same principles apply to both of us. So we both want respect. We both want love. We both want understanding and patience. We, we want to be treated in a certain way. 
And um, it's not that we don't want respect. We do, right? But the teaching out there pretty much is men need to be respected, right? Women need to be honored. Well, or, and both do. We both do. She's the flower. He's the protector. We both do. We understand our roles, but what creates the role in each in each uh, gender is that you're going to follow the honor a little bit different. Like a man wants to be loved and honored and respected. Well, he has to elevate who he is in order to get that from a woman. Otherwise, she's raising him. And if she feels she has to raise him and mother him, well, she's not going to respect him. Oh, what an interesting way to look at that. And I and I truly believe there's so much truth in that. And I'm just wondering, are, are we conditioned as a society to not behave that way? To not behave which way? To not honor the man and not treat them with respect. Um. Well, you know, it's, it's a kind of a funny thing. Women will complain that men aren't men, right? But who's raising them? Oftentimes it's women. So women are coddling their boys, right? They're doing everything for their boys because it's our nature to provide and to nurture. And we're doing this for that boy that turns into a man. And still the woman wants to do this, but if he doesn't, have a male role model understanding what it's what it is to be a man he'll continue to be a boy wow that i've i've never even really heard of this concept but when you talk about it 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 makes so much sense so how do we how do we come to like meet each other on a level where we're enhancing each other and one's not raising and one's not mad and how how does where how do we get to that level accountability so, right. It's not my job to make you who you are. It's your job to make you who you are. Right. So if, if me, if I'm a man and I understand what the ideal man is in my eyes, who he is, what he does, what the role he plays. And I strive to be that a woman comes into my life and she understands it has nothing to do with her. I've chosen this for my life, for who I am. Nat, I mean, immediately she will respect him. She will want to, and then she's safe to coddle him, nurture him, love him, and make him more enhance who he is because he's already taken the role of who he is. When you have a man who doesn't have direction, doesn't know um, how he's supposed to treat himself, how he's not going to know how to treat her. And then now we have, um, you know, a, a bit of confusion as to whose role, who does what. And then there's resentment and there's expectations and then there's blame and the relationship falls apart. Wow. I would say, too, with that, that like, do you find if the identity if they the identity goes big into that, if men know their identity and who they are and what they're what they're created for, then 
everything that you just said because they're solid in their identity. So then they're not like expecting or maybe not even expecting, but just it just kind of happens, you know, and like you said, like so many moms are raising their boys and, you know, they coddle them and do this and do that. And and, you know, us us as women and even as, you know, single, I don't know why that just did thumbs up, but, you know, even as <laughs> like, you know, being a single mom. Well, we, <laughs> I will, we will go on with this interview and she's got a beautiful smile. So, you know, that, that always looks well, but, but Marilee, I know, did, did you write the second book and your second book is the game winning by virtue one move at a time. Is it, did you write it as part of this book we're talking about, or is this com something completely different? Completely different. It's a standalone book. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I've done in the game is I have simplified the complexity of love by learning how to play a game. Now, people immediately will say, well, there's no games in relationships and turn it off because it's a premature um, judgment call. And it's not what it is at all. Basically, what it does is it, it teaches us how to have boundaries, where our standards are. You know, how to how to recognize your player who's in front of you. It eliminates all of the confusion about everything that's coming at you at once in life to isolate what is important in this moment and then not overthink it, overreact, overexplain. You're still just moving once at a time. Okay. One move. One move at a time. So just like a game of chess or checkers, right? You don't Correct. project into the future or look back into the past. You just. That's right. And you don't try to play your player's side of the board, which a lot of people do. We fall into don't do that. Well, if you do that, this is going to happen. Well, and so the threats start to come and then the direction starts to come. And this instead of understanding, just play your side. And watch what they do. They're going to show you exactly who they are and you can stop the pain. Stop investing in people who will never invest in you, who are going to ultimately hurt you. They're not business. They're not going to be good business partners, not good, um, you know, private and not private, but relationships. They will not be good parents. You can see everything in that person that needs to be worked on. Not to judge. It's just uh, when people are hurting they act a certain way. And when you can identify this pain, then you understand that needs to be resolved. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the one to resolve it. Right? And, yeah, exactly. Because we all have to do our own work. You know, right. Rachel knows that I know that you know that. And I think sometimes people come into a relationship thinking it's it's going to complete them or heal them. But if you're not healing on your own it has to be kind of a, a a solo journey what do you think about that it is a solo journey but when you know you're thinking about as an adult we most people were not raised in love with, it, with an absolute clear concept of what love is we're winging it you know we can fall in love as a child you know you're in eighth grade and you got your first love <laughs> you know you go into high school and maybe even then you have a teenage pregnancy you don't know what you're doing you know but you got to wing it with whatever you have and even if you didn't get pregnant in high school but you're you're still winging it you're trying to figure out who i am in this world and people are coming at you constantly and they're 
probably not very nice. You don't understand the manipulation. You don't understand the agenda. You don't understand the abuse. And so you're, you're just weaving back and forth through life, but you never know what's here. So when you bring that child into the world, that's where you get the generational pain. Mm -hmm. And then people have to go back in and heal that inner child. Well, in the meantime, you still have a job to do. You're in a relationship. You've got to be married. You've got to raise your child. You know, you've got to get along with your coworkers. And you've got all of these things coming to you, people's personalities, their emotions, their problems, their, their pain. And you don't know how to navigate it. So then life becomes very difficult. And you don't even like people. And you hear people go, I like my dog more than I like people. <laughs> I think I've said that. No. Right. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm that person. <laughs> right. And we want to learn how to love each other again. Like truly, honestly appreciate each other. Because now we know what we're doing. It's like, wow, I, I didn't realize I was manipulating this situation. I didn't realize I was the cause of my own pain. I didn't realize that I was so reactive. Mm. You know, I, right. So when we realize these, that's what the game does. It's a mirror for ourselves and it helps you to ident identify your player. So when you're doing that, when you're identifying, oh, I see, it helps you to have compassion, helps you to have patience, tolerance. It's like, oh, you don't understand the way that your pain is coming from. And it helps you to change how you behave and how you respond to your player. That's really, that's just, that's really good because, you know, I, we have to, we always think everybody else is there to, to fix us or help us or heal us or whatever. And we have to go on that own, our own journey. We have to go on our own, only us. We have to take the responsibility. I just had this conversation this weekend. We have to take right. responsibility for our own actions, our own healing and, you know, stop reacting to things. But I mean, those are all things that we've been programmed with. Right. And so we right. have to reprogram those. And so, yeah, that's that's all really, really good. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say in, to, to add to that, what I didn't realize is is I was coming up from a place of not loving myself. Mm -hmm. right. Always. I didn't I didn't even know that was a concept at mm. that time. You know, when you love your kids or your parents or your or your dog, as you say, um, I didn't I didn't know about loving myself. So how mm -hmm. do you. How do you get that out into the world? How important it is to love yourself going into relationship? A lot of it is uh, definition. If we don't understand the definition of something, there's no way we can apply it. So we talk about self-love. Well, what is the, dis the um, definition of self-love? Discipline. Mm. It's self-discipline. Okay. So then what do we discipline ourselves on? What am I doing? Without direction, we have a lot of reels, people talking, all these other things that end up being sticky notes on your refrigerator. And you don't know when to apply what sticky note when because life is coming at you really fast. You know, when you get home, you go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I was supposed to love myself today. I think I'm going to have a glass of wine and go read. That's not it. <laughs> okay, so, hmm, I'm sorry. 
No, I was just going to say, when I look back, it's like you, you talked about the dog, you talked about the wine. Are, are we friends in another life? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, because, you know, we're universal. We really are all one. And so we, when we understand that we're doing the same things because we were all raised under this veil of fear, you can't learn how to love under a veil of fear. And you can't correct yourself under a veil of fear. So we need direction as to what is actually love. If we don't understand the definition of love, we can't apply it. Mm -hmm. So we have self-love and then we have love. What is the definition of love? It's to not cause pain. There is no pain in love. Now, people will say, well, but the, love does hurt, Marilee. No, love doesn't hurt. The ego hurts. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. So when we start to understand, my ego responded that way. You know, I'm being nasty. I'm, what are my thoughts right now? Why am I being so judgmental? Why am I looking at her that way? Why am I, you have to keep looking at yourself going, why do I do that? Everything that is not of love that causes pain to yourself or someone else is your ego. Stop doing that. And if we all learn and have an absolute guide as to, oh, yeah, I'm making assumptions again. Now, we've learned about assumptions, right? But there's other things like over-explaining, defending yourself. Stop defending yourself. You don't need to do that. Okay? Is, Not is that ego? Yes, absolutely. Defend ourselves? Okay. Absolutely. So in the game, I line out 51 rules that we are not to break while you're playing this game. And in those 51 rules, people go, oh, my God, that's so impossible. Pick one at a time. <laughs> and you focus on the pieces on your board. Now, what will happen is you'll realize as you're learning the game that everyone in your world is operating by breaking these rules every single day. And you're like, holy cow, we're all doing that. And it's like, where's this? Where are the pieces on the board? They don't have any. And this is why marriages fail. This is why parents and children don't talk. This is why businesses fail. This is why partnerships fail because you don't see what you're doing when responding. So on the board, when I name all these pieces, and there's 23 of them, the first one is your king. Your king is your honor and integrity. People, we talk about honor and integrity all the time. Do you know the definition? How, what does it look like? How does it operate? What do we do with it? Without a clear education on what, how we're navigating this life with each other, it's all post-it notes and wine and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly exactly wow so much information I'm just like you know this is something obviously I could have used many years ago you know just just to identify myself and what I had or what I didn't have because I had a lot of didn't have and and I love that you talk about winging it because I, I just talked about the other day like with kids you know it's it's our first time we have to wing a lot of things and if someone, if, you know, some people say, oh, if there was just a playbook, you know, and this sounds like a really good playbook. It's a playbook for life. 
It's the manual that we've never had before. It is the, why didn't I know this before manual? Why didn't I think about that? How do I, why didn't anybody tell me that love is, I will cause no pain. There's no pain in love. So I have to take responsibility and be accountable for my, my reactions, my responses, my thoughts, my deeds. Why am I not loving harder? Why am I not being kinder? You know why? Because in our head, we think we're good people. We don't understand what comes out of our mouth when we respond. Oh, I just defended myself. Oh, I just accused them of that. Oh, I just connected dots that weren't there. You know, and and it's causing pain, causing pain. People, you know, it's like I get offended. Well, no more getting offended. That's one of the rules. Can't get offended. And it's like I can't get offended. No, because you control you. Other people don't control you. You're controlling your side of the board. You see, so it's it gets really deep. I show you how there's five gates, the five gates to recognizing your player, and I go through all of them. Most people stay in gate one and gate two. They see you. I like the way you look. You have like a good vibe, right? So I'm going to get a little closer. Then you have a good personality. You seem bubbly and nice and people like you. You, you. you appear to be successful. Yeah, you must be a good person. So now I'm willing to partner with you. I'm willing to date you. And then what? Three months in, the honeymoon's over phase. We all know that, right? But as, <laughs> right? So we, we've all accepted these truths, but how do we get past that? How do we get deeper into understanding what's in front of us and what I'm bringing to the table? We have to get out of gate one and gate two. There's three, four, and five. And so I go through those in depth so that you can see by people's responses, how they, they're talking from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you're actually telling me is where your pain is. And this is when I, you know, people come to me with their pain, what's going on in their relationship, whether it's business or personal, I can identify it immediately and tell you this is where you're at. And they're like, because we're always telling each other who we are and where our pain is. It's time to stop the pain. Boy, some wow moments <laughs> here. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And how did all how did that come to you? Or just through the game of life? Or I mean, I've never uh, heard of a book like this. It's I. It sounds amazing. Thank you. I uh, um, basically, I 15 years ago, I made a commitment to love and love only. And I mean, love only. And in doing that, the devil came at me hard. Uh, and I suffered a lot of, of losses. And um, I had to make my way through that. And no matter what came my way, I made a decision that I was going to love my way through it. And it's something that uh, people have a really hard time with because they don't see it coming. And uh, it takes a lot of courage to let go of your ego in this world and say, I'm only going to stick to this very narrow path of loving only. And we have to understand what that means to even stay on the path, right? And that's where all the sticky notes come from. So what I've done is made it very simple so that anybody can understand it. 
we can look at it. We can look at ourselves in the mirror and we can see everybody else and think, oh my gosh, we're all hurting. And this is why we're insecure. This is why we're having trouble progressing. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know what you want. What do you want? You don't have to know what people want. You have to know who you are. When I know who I am and I show up, I'm going to know who you are too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all that. And to me, like it, everything about what you're doing is the principles of the Bible. And so, and God is love, right? Number one thing, God is love. And, That's you know, right. and, and, you know, the fruits of the spirit, you know, when we die to ourselves, and, you know, we can have love, peace, joy, happiness, long suffering, like mm, we can right. have all of these things. And so, you know, there's commands for a reason. There's commands for reasons. That's we just right. Need to shut our mouth. They're there for a reason to help protect us. And I love that. That's you right. A lot of the principles that you're saying, I'm like, oh, well, that lines up with the Bible. Oh, that lines up, you know. And so I love that you are putting that in a spot for people to. It's the principles. It's the principles of life. So. So, Rachel, that's really funny. Very astute of you to say that. I mean, spot on. (laughs) (laughs) When I was going through the process of publishing the book, I actually submitted it to a publisher, very prominent publisher, and they rejected the book. And they said that it appeared to be more important than the Bible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. there we have it. <laughs> so yeah, Rachel, you're right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I, you know, I, what I love about it is that, you know, people <laughs> that, that may read, but maybe they, they don't read the Bible. Right. And so like they're getting the exactly. principles, they're still getting the principles, the principles and the foundation of, of life. And so I love that you have put that together for people in such a way and, you know, to bring people in, because if everybody did everything that you just said, like if the world would be such a better place if everybody just <laughs> right. did what you just said. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, to your point about not reading the Bible, if I mention the Bible or God, then immediately the ego comes out from others, right? Well, why the Bible? Why not the Quran? Why not? It's not about religion. We're talking about love. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn how to love each other. We're going to elevate, understand where the devil operates and, you know, put him out of his misery. Get him out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need you anymore. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a book for everyone. I actually have, um, I do book signings at like the farmer's market, which I absolutely love. And I have kids literally 12, what was it? 11 and 16 reading the book. Oh, that's, oh, that's so good to know, you know, because (laughs) I think if, you know, if I would have had that at that age, (sighs) maybe my life would have been different. Mm -hmm. You're well, absolutely 100%. But what I'm finding right now, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're at in life. If you know, you're a CEO, or, you know, you're, you're a high school graduate, it doesn't matter who you are, stay at home on. The information relieves your pain. And everyone has suffered something in their life, and they're carrying that in their cells. So that negativity, you want closure. You want to understand what happened to you in that relationship, in that situation, what is going on in your family. 
all of that. So it doesn't matter that your age is irrelevant. We need to understand what love is. Mm -hmm. Wow, so important. And I know we're getting to the end of our time here, but can you tell tell our audience where they can get the book and where they can find you, have access to you if they okay. have a question? Sure. Uh, Maryleyofsolana.com. And go to my website. Uh, the book is available there. It is available on Amazon at the moment. <laughs> and um, yeah, basically those two. And then that'll take you to wherever you want to go. And my email is there and other things are there. And I will be launching my app here pretty soon, too, so that for those who, you know, struggle with reading the book or something, they'll, they can get concepts and communication with the community and with myself to learn more and to polish their game. It's a lot of fun. It's very empowering. Uh, and it's information that people are just like, where did, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I love it. Time. It's really time to the, the love portion is so, so crucial right now. So Especially, cool. yeah, crucial because look at what's going on in our world. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we need to find truth. We need to find our footing. We need to understand where we're going, who we're supposed to be, and how we're going to change the world moving forward because this whole thing is crumbling. And if we don't understand how love works now, well, then we're just going to recycle. Those people will recycle and, and learn it again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to recycle. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like people make me recycle, you know. Exactly. This is exactly. a wonderful interview. I've I've learned a lot. I, I want to read that book. I want my daughters to read that book. Mm-hmm. Good. My daughters mm-hmm. to read that book. So you know, that is so fun. I, I love hearing when people are reading it in book clubs and they're reading it in their homes and they have family members and friends come over and everybody's discussing their take on whatever it is in there. Oh, I love it. Oh, so, yes. What, yes. what a blessing you are. I, I'm so glad <laughs> you agreed to come on here and talk about this because I think we're at a moment in time where, yeah. where it is so needed. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have to do is look around and see that people are struggling, people are unhappy, people don't like uh, themselves. When you have all that going on, then you're judge judgmental, you you're critical, you have every negative aspect going for you. And yep. you know, that that strength of love can solve a lot of problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people have no hope, no direction, they have anxiety, depression. We need to get rid of all that and not in it, not by way of pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. but by understanding what happened, what happened to make us be so suppressed. We're going to change. It's time for love. Time for Amen. love. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been um, wonderful. And I know I've learned a lot. Good, good. Well, I enjoyed it too, and it did go really fast. So, Nicole and Rachel, <laughs> yeah. thank you. You're yes. so welcome. You. You're so welcome. I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'm Nicole Harvick, and this is my co-host, Rachel Best. And we look forward to seeing you again next time.